Welcome to A Healthier You, Little by Little. This podcast gives you insights and features various aspects of health, from sleep and stress to immunity, exercise, home workouts, energy, and performance. Here is your host of A Healthier You, Little by Little, Cindy Little. All right, welcome back, everybody, to A Healthier You, Little by Little. Today's guest, I have Tony Dennis. He's a psychic medium. He's a feng shui consultant. He's a tuning fork master teacher with sound therapy. And I met Tony a few years back. He is the founder of the Phoenix Business Exchange here in Ottawa, Ontario. And one of the reasons why I reached out to him was because he has a friendly smile. I saw him on LinkedIn and I really wanted to get to know him and what his business group was. And now fast forward four years later, and he is just one of the coolest guys I've met. And today you'll find out why. But what he does is he connects the spirit crowd of other people to help them find their true calling and talents. He mostly works on helping release past energies and heavy thoughts that have been challenging. And he can help move people ahead easily when the past is dragging along with them. Today, we're going to talk about grounding and connecting with nature and connecting with your inner spirit. And I think today more than ever, we need that during COVID. And Tony, what, you know, you and I were talking earlier about how COVID has impacted people, some for the better and some for not the better. What's your thoughts on that? Well, thank you, Cindy. Uh, And it's true. uh, With our present situation with COVID, uh, we are isolated more. We're not seeing the people that we always wanted to seek. We always had that connection before. And and one of the things that we're getting more of is that people are coming to us, uh, not only looking for readings, but they're, 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 they're saying that, I don't feel like I'm, I'm really on. I feel off. Uh, the, I, I don't feel grounded. I'm, I'm, I'm depressed all the time. And why is that? And so when people talk about grounding, it's really the physical connection to our earth. And what does that mean? Well, I remember just as a kid, we were always outside and uh, we rarely had shoes. You know, we were running into the woods and we were, we were climbing trees. We were doing all these things. Uh, there wasn't that many things to do on the computer. It hadn't really, really developed or anything. So we were outside most of the time. So we got a lot of sun, a lot of nature, a lot of fresh air. When we came home, we were dirty. And then my mom usually knew we had a good time. Now it's people would rather stay indoors. They're not getting the sunshine. They're getting the reconditioned air in their own home. And as we know, there's many toxic fumes just uh, in our normal society carpets are giving off various energies and so on and we are constantly breathing those in so we're not really getting it all those energies in the home done but where the grounding comes in is is the connection to it Uh, we have carpets in almost every room of the house now there are some hardwood floors that we have but the laminate floors are also also very challenging because they're not exactly wood they're the chemical reaction that puts everything together isn't really a great conductor. And what do I mean by that? Water is the best conductor, obviously. The best connection you can have is when you're walking on the beach in the water. 
So you're not only connected to the ground and the soil, but water is the best conductor. Just ask any lightning bolt. <laughs> I wonder why I like the beach so much. <laughs> I know. I notice you always have the beach behind you. And, and that's so great because it is that constant reminder that we're expansive. We're like the ocean. We are, it, it, we, our oceans run deep in many cases. And this, this is where a lot of people get frustrated when somebody looks at you for like a minute or two in whatever you're doing. And right away, they think you have, they think they have you sort of figured out. And we're all so complex that the people would just judge people like that. Because when in the earlier years, when we're children, we don't like it when other people ridicule us when we, they don't understand why we do things and so on. But in the grounding part, we want to be able to touch the earth more. Uh, so take more walks, even in the, in the wintertime when you're going for a walk, make every step so you're conscious of it. It is true, we have, do have boots on, but when you make that intention that when you make, it, make a step, you're connecting to the earth, there is a, a spark or a charge that will come up because that is your intention. If you look at a spark plug, that's exactly how a spark plug works. The, the electricity has to jump to get to the, and that's where the power is in that spark. So we still have that, but it, with no intention, it's like there's water in it and there, there's no spark, there's no jump. And if we look at the way a house is constructed, everything in the house has been grounded. Uh, they, I think they, last I heard, most of the contractors are putting in a nine or a 10 foot long stake into the ground. They have to drill it into the ground so that it's nice and deep. And then there's a wire that is connected to that and then fed through the house, through the panel box. So the house is grounded. They didn't used to do this in the 50s and 60s. That's why a lot of the outlets were only two pronged and there was a lot of problems. There was a lot of fires. And in some of the appliances, the like washers, dryers, they have a metal casing. As soon as you touched it, you would get a shock. Now, thank God that at the time you're wearing slippers. So there wasn't a full connection to the ears. Otherwise, it would have been a, a larger spark. But as people started complaining and there was more fires, they realized, OK, we have to do something with with this. So they put in a grounding wire. And where this comes to the physical body is that when you are not connected to the earth, you still will have those internal fires. You'll have those shorts, the shorts meaning um, short tempered. You will have little tolerance for other people. You'll start judging more, blaming more. And as soon as you start looking outside of yourself with all of the evidence, then you start becoming more and more disconnected with yourself. The gap between what is healthy and what is just something that you're doing on your own, the, the gap is wider and it makes people depressed and we don't understand why. And so where this comes in from a health perspective is that when you feel disconnected, when you feel that you don't belong anywhere, when you feel that whatever you're doing will have no value, your spirit part of you will kind of come in and start putting a human shell around you to protect you. And this is usually comes in as fat. It comes in as, as, as additional insulation because it loves you. It wants to protect you. It's the first thing we do when we go outside, we put on a large coat because it's cold. The coat is not there for the intention that you're going to wear it all the time, even when you come inside, because you realize I don't need it right now. And you take the coat off, but it's far more complex when 
a person doesn't love themselves or doesn't think they have something to offer or they realize that there's a lot of experience I have and they should be writing a book, but they don't write that book or they don't get themselves healthy. They don't think they deserve to be healthy. Maybe their identity is being sick. And this is where it all stems because we're not connected to the earth. If you look at animals, there is no overweight animal. Whatever animal size it is, tall or large, is because that's the way it's engineered to be like that. Yeah, they don't count carbs, do they? <laughs> no, they don't. Because they're My dog certainly connected. doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, the funny thing is when I walk through the woods with him, he's a, he's a boxer and boxers are not supposed to like water. He is a water dog. He loves snow and he loves water. And he just digs himself down into three feet of snow and he rolls around in it and he just loves it. And I, I, I get what you're talking about, Tony, when you're walking outside, you know, plant your feet, feel, feel you yourself walking and look around you and, and, observe what's going on. And I, I walked past a bird feeder, like the, someone planted all these chickadee bird feeders in the woods. Mm -hmm. And I came upon the bird feeders and they didn't notice me come. And I startled them at first because they didn't know I was coming. Cause I was like, I guess I was walking gently or whatever, but I just stopped and watched them, you know, flutter into the tree and, and watch them sit there. Just, you know, it's just such, there's so much beauty to be seen and had. And it really does take that focus and grounding and getting out into nature. I totally agree with what you're saying here. I'm, I'm loving this. Yeah. And yeah, in, in the animal kingdom, that's what, what it all is. They, they are always connected to the earth and they're always connected to spirit. They, they're hardlined is what we call it uh, from being a medium. We are the only animals on this planet that chooses not to be connected. We actually choose. Now, accidentally, over the last 30 or 40 years, it's been an accidental disconnection. In other words, we have more shoes that we are wearing all the time. Um, the houses that we have, uh, more synthetic products are brought in, more carpeting, more whatever. And we're just getting more and more disconnected. And we're not doing much about it. But the connection is only one thing, because we want to be connected and we don't know how or what the benefit will be. But if we look at our devices, look at our phones. If you look at a phone that is just running on battery power and you, you look at it, okay, I'll make a few calls. And then let's say it's at 95%. And then halfway through your day, it starts to go down to 80, 70. So in other words, there's a depletion of energy. And then so the question is usually asked, would you leave your home if you had 10% of your phone battery uh, on there? And a lot of people would say, oh, no, no, I would have to charge that up somehow. So that's why we have chargers in our cars. And then the first thing we do when we get to a client's place or at the office is we want to plug in our phones because we had to keep that charged up. But we don't have the same focus for our bodies to get charged up. Mm -hmm. And many times uh, we've done readings and people have less than 5% of the energy that they have. That's why when people wake up in the morning, they still feel tired. They still feel like there's no energy and no energy sort of breeds no motivation to do anything. The resistance to change, the, and, it, and it just goes on. And there's this loop all the time that, okay, I can't do it because physically there is no energy. It isn't until a personal trainer like yourself that says, you could do this. And so when we connect on a, at a point where someone is being more accountable, we have to be more accountable to that person. We tend to try harder. 
because we will never work that hard for ourselves. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, for someone else. That was actually one of my first podcasts and being a former trainer and a health uh, guru. That's part of the damn plan is accountability partners, like asking somebody for help or doing it with somebody. I mean, it's nice that if we were self-motivated all the time, but let's face it, the pe- people aren't and, and it's okay to reach out and, and ask for help. I mean, that's what you do as a, to- a tuning fork specialist. And as a medium, you help people kind of break away the cobwebs and, and you make things more clear to them because it's, they're, they, they're in this unclear situation where they just put coats on and they put fat on and they insulate themselves and, and, and somewhat protect themselves. But yet in that protection process, they're actually burying themselves, right? That's true. And just with that example, Cindy, if a person comes in out of 30 below and it's warm, if we use the same analogy with weight, it's like, oh, I'm going to keep the coat on because I'm just more familiar with the coat and they know it's uncomfortable. It's harder to move around. As soon as they move around because of their sleeve, they're knocking over things. But they say, that's okay. That's okay. So in other words, there's, there's less and less need or want to be able to get something better. That's why, that's why change is so difficult because they can't see the end result. What Spirit says to us a lot of times when people resist change, it's only because they don't know what the change means. They don't know where it's going. So right, right away, they're saying that, well, maybe it's not going to be good. If I lose weight, how would I feel? And then, then the other part of that is before they lose the physical weight, they have to get in their minds that they are beautiful because there's nothing more seen this in a, in a several times when people come in for readings and then they start to go on this program and we, we suggest various people they can talk to to get the physical weight off. We have to keep working on the spirit part of it and the emotional part, because for the first 20 years of that person's life, for instance, they were always said that they were fat or ugly, or you, they have nothing to say. Well, you've got to take care of that issue first. Oh, absolutely. The moment you start losing weight, you're going to be noticed. I mean, physically, hey, hey you look at all the weight you've lost. You look fantastic. And they're not used to compliments. They were always used to ridicule. And I know we would rather have a compliment than a ridicule, but- when, when it comes to the point where people will stay, will start saying, oh, you look really good. You look beautiful, but they don't agree to it. Like deep down, they're saying, I'm still ugly. I'm still fat. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I'm 168 pounds and maybe their ideal weight could be 180, but they still want to lose more. In other words, it, that's where it goes off track because they never will feel that beauty. They should feel beautiful right now at whatever weight they are in. Mm -hmm. What happens is they'll start to get warm, uncomfortable, and then they will take off that coat Mm. on their own. But they got to feel beautiful right now because as soon as they get whistled at when they start losing those pounds and they're not used to it, they'll get get almost freaked out and then just want to go back to where they were, where they're behind the scenes and nobody noticed them. Mm. Interesting. So I guess that kind of leads me into the next uh, topic. Why do so many people doubt their own abilities? If they want to do something important, but doubt they have what it takes, why, why do you think they have that doubt? Well, one of the things spirit says about doubt is that since they're not connected to their own spirit, now around all of us, we have various uh, spirit energies. We come into physical form 
and it's a mission. Our mission in a certain life is to do certain things. It's part of our destiny. When we are not connected, we don't have an opportunity to sort of check in to see how we're doing at a certain part of our life. Maybe it's because in, a, uh, in areas where in your childhood, you were always told that, again, uh, we see this happening so many times with siblings and parents and coaches and instructors and counselors, where somebody said that uh, you, you won't amount to much or, uh, you know, you're always sort of uh, dazed in class, uh, like you can't do that. Or, and they had this idea that, that I, I just won't amount to anything. And so they work very hard to confirm what other people have told them in, in the past. And where they want to, where this comes into play, where they, if they're not connected, then they start looking at, this is the change I need to make. And the reason they're really hesitating is because they don't feel that they can do it. They're not connected to those energies around them that says, oh, you can do it. As a medium, when I connect to my own, what we'll call a spirit crowd, everyone has that, angels and different things, and depends on, on the level of how open people are to it. But basically, we have energies around us, when we connect to them, sometimes it could be um, a late grandmother, or it could be a grandfather that uh, loved you to bits, and you might not even remember him. But uh, when he passes on, that spirit sort of stays with you to try to guide you. If you're not open to connecting, they wait until you sleep. When we go into a sleep state, into this REM, delta wave sleep in our minds, we go into this altered state, and that's when spirit has the most influence on us. And it's usually between the hours of 2 a.m. and 4. So most people will get their very deep sleep and their messages at that time. When you go in to a sleep with a question, how do I do something? Or what changes do I need to make in my life? If you say that just before you fall asleep, when you wake up, you'll have an answer. And that's why. But when people don't do that, then they're strictly going by what the past people have told them which is usually wrong and flawed. And they believe more of what other people tell them they are rather than believe who they think they know who they are. And that's why people have a hard time changing because they're connecting to the wrong end of it. They're connecting to the wrong people. Well, do you think that's why people should say morning affirmations and, and nighttime affirmations, like positive affirmations before they go to bed, like put that subliminal message into your mind? That helps a lot, Cindy. Yes. The thing is, is again, if you've been, always been told that you're not pretty, maybe in the first few years, I mean, sometimes we are blessed with getting uh, a first relationship that says you are beautiful and it doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter what weight you are. You look beautiful. And even after many years, they, it still has a hard time getting through that first part of their childhood when people told them that they weren't. So yes, affirmations help, but on a deeper level, what are they believing? When, when you say that I can do this, but deep down they're saying, I can't do this. Mm. I'm, I, you know, and they understand and they see people are successful when they're saying it. So they're trying to replicate that success by saying the words. The words are very powerful. No question, Cindy. Affirmations are very powerful, but they're powerful to the people that believe deep down that they believe those words. Right, right. right? Yeah. And, and that's where it's really powerful. So before the words and those affirmations come in, you got to 
sit down with that person. And I know you do this with a lot of your, of your uh, clients. And so over the years, and that's why I really so appreciate your work. And, and I love the direction that you're taking all of your clients because you really believe that everyone is a winner and they are. When you start to sit them down and what is their core beliefs? What do they really believe in themselves? Is it just a physical limitation or is it a mental, emotional one? And you could usually tell by the way they accept the compliment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You tell somebody that you look beautiful and they start crying, it means they don't hear it very often. Mm. If you say that you can do this because I know you're a winner and you hear a pause or they'll be, oh no, well, it's not, that's, that doesn't sound like me. Then they've been programmed for something else. So affirmations for those types of people will be more challenging and they won't find the success they're looking for just with the words because they're not feeling it. You know, I, I, I look back at Facebook memories and I, I look back at five years ago when I was at an event, you know, whether it's in Punta Cana or in Toronto or wherever, and most of the people in that picture are not around anymore. And a lot of times it's because they didn't believe in themselves in the business and therefore they're not doing the business anymore because they didn't believe enough in themselves and they're not here now. And, and as, it, as a result, for some of them, they also lost their marriages and or the other people were single and still are single. So what, what do you say to that? Like, you know, I see. Well, I see as long as. The, yeah, no, it's, it's a good point, Cindy. Good thing that you brought up, because when people are rallying around other people, then it's easy to feel motivated, isn't it? Oh, t- totally. So I, see. I, I, I've only seen little snippets of some of the big uh, conferences that you go to uh, in Las Vegas and, and, and the scores of many other ones with Tony Robin comes in, yeah. comes on, he very well motivates you. And that's great. I mean, those kind of what we call pep talks or emotional uh, roller coasters or motivational things are great. But how long does it last? It's like a shower. You got to take it them is, daily and, and you can't help <laughs> it but for so long <laughs> and for a while it does work. But yeah. then what happens is when the crowd starts to dissipate and now it's just you yeah. and the challenge. Yeah. Now what? Mm-hmm. You still think that you're a winner. Do you still think that you can get up and kick the ceiling? In other words, yeah. in, vibrationally. Yeah. And many people will start to think, oh, I, and when they constantly need that validation, that, you know, you could do this, you could do this, then why aren't they motivating themselves? Don't they want this? Don't they understand it will change the way that they could provide for their family? Don't, don't they see, and they can see this. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sort of asking this question disrespectfully because they could see that, yes, more money, more success will be a great residual for my family. Mm-hmm. But the work is where they're thinking, I don't know if I can do the work. I, I, I can see the benefits, but I'm not sure about the work. And the work is where you go deep. Yeah. You go deep and you're alone and you come home at night at 10 o'clock at night and you're dragging yourself through and the whole day has been horrible. People have said no the whole day. Now, what do you think about yourself? Now, what do you think about what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And the people that are most motivated to say, it's okay, this is just a bump in the road, and I'm going to have good days, and I'm going to have bad days. But thank God this day is over. Tomorrow's a new day. But not everybody will feel that way. They'll feel that the day is a representational of what their whole life has been. 
So this comes back to the grounding. Ultimately, Absolutely. Right? And Absolutely. that's why this episode is so important and very much groundbreaking, yeah. sort of speak. <laughs> groundbreaking information here people i hope you're 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 writing some notes on this <laughs> tony genesis is amazing at this i could listen to him all day how about you guys oh my gosh like if you guys got to to know tony and and if you were able to spend an hour with him and him inside your head oh my god <laughs> imagine how how much better you'll feel at the end of that session and that's what tony does he does sessions out of his um, you know, right from Zoom, he can help people with tuning forks. He's actually, he's run feng shui uh, courses. Uh, I've actually taken his feng shui course. I have money trees. I have water uh, in the house. I have um, like, not in a bad way. Like I don't have flooding. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> and, that's a different thing. He has yeah. lots to say about that. If you do have a flooded basement or something like that. And he definitely can help you with your energy and, and with grounding you. And, and this is I'm like, boy, Tony, I could listen to you all day. Like, honestly, like this is great information. Is you there know, anything else that you could inspire people with? Well, like the yeah. I, I, one more thing that spirit wanted to sort of relay is that everybody is a teacher and not everybody steps up the plate to do that. And there's a reason why when we learn, when teacher says, here, here's some hands-on things that you can do. So when we work with it with our hands, then we start learning. But that's only apparently about 30% of really where the learning happens. 80% of the learning is when you take what you've learned to show somebody else how to do it. In other words, you're the teacher. Then the, the, the learning curve goes up exponentially because you're teaching somebody and at the same time, you're learning it as you're going and you're teaching somebody. One of the things I do in my sessions is that about uh, right near the end when I've been giving them readings and them different types of insight as to how their energies are doing. And then I could see that they're starting to get connected to their energies around them. And the reason I know this is because I'll say, oh, okay, there's something going on with your back. She says, yeah, I do have a back problem. I want you to ask your grandmother who passed away, ask your grandmother what's going on. And so they will actually say, well, it's because of this and that. He says, that's right, because that's what I'm getting. In other words, they're saying the same thing that I'm getting. And so when they are connected, then what I do is say, okay, now I want you to give me a reading. And so what is the thing that I need to know? And 99% of the time, they give me a reading that is bang on. And so when we turn the tables around and show somebody that they are connected, then now you become the teacher and now you do something for me. When you turn that around, they become even more connected because that is our true sense of who we are. We're all healers. We're all teachers. We're all beautiful. We're all powerful. And when we can demonstrate it without somebody telling you and then just on the surface, but it's an energy saying that you're blessed, we're blessed to even have you, we're blessed, then it just changes it completely. One of the things that really holds back, and, and uh, I don't want to take too much time on, on, on your show, Cindy, but uh, uh, lately we've been getting uh, several people coming to us uh, regarding this uh, whole thing about grounding and everything. And when people do things to another friend, they find it sometimes hard to forgive. I, I have a segment and we have a new podcast coming out next week. And we, we talk about forgiveness and the healing power to forgive because that is directly related to how the body does everything. Digestive, 
mental, physical, when we don't forgive, when someone does something to us, and they might not even be on this earth anymore. They might have really treated us very poorly as a child, and they passed away, but we're still holding that, that, oh, I'll never forgive for what they did to me. It could have been, it could have been something, whatever, that was very small, you think now as a child, but in the childhood, it was a, a more mortifying thing. And they don't forgive. They say, oh, I'll never want to talk to my mom or my dad or my uncle or because of what he did. But what you got to realize is when you keep that energy inside of you, you're not saying that what they did was right. That's not what this is about. You're carrying a burden. And if you ever are a mountain climber and you want to climb that mountain, you're climbing it with 150 pounds of rocks in the back. And how heavy is that? How much more challenging is that? We're not saying that you're, you have to be that much stronger. But one thing we know for sure is when we take that weight off your back halfway up, you have a lot more energy. Correction. You feel you have a lot more energy. What's really happened is you got a lot less weight mm-hmm. and you feel you can go further. So our energy really doesn't change. There is no ups and there's no downs. There's points where we have other people dictate our energy. And then that affects our health directly. And forgiving is one of the biggest things. And what you're saying is what you did to me wasn't right, but I'm going to forgive you because I love myself too much to carry the burden anymore. Mm. I'm just letting it go. When people do that, we will see massive changes in their weight. We'll see massive changes in the way their fingernails grow, the way their hair grows, because that weight has been holding you back on so many things. And it's just that ability to forgive. That's the best healing power. And it's really great for your health. Wow. Well, thank you so much for that, Tony. If you guys want to hear Tony's podcast, and I totally can't wait for him to launch it on March 1st of 2021, it is called Raising Your Spirits. He is officially launching it Monday, March 1st. And if you want to get a hold of Tony, he could be reached on Facebook at Group Tuning Class with Tony. And he runs a weekly online tuning fork meditation class on Fridays at 1.30. He also has a spirit night at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. And you can sign up on his website for it at lovehireself.com. And his email is whitelight878 at hotmail.com. And again, thank you so much, Tony, for coming out and being a part of my podcast today. And I, I just really, I'm, I'm so blessed to have you in my life and to know you for the last, what is it, five years or something like yeah, that? At least that, yeah. And it was a true honor to, to be asked. Uh, the fact that you you asked me was was a was a great honor, uh, and I would love to. I love your work. I love the way that you you work with with people. You there's so many great things that people say about you, and really that's what it comes down to. It's not what we say about ourselves. It's it's the hundreds of people that just support you. They love what you do, love your work, and they they can't help but to be around you you just give them that inspiration there's no wonder that you're you're so successful at what you do because you have a lot of people that's raising you up thank you so much for that tony you know what i feel the exact same about you and i guess that's why we have each other (laughs) together that's a good support system you know together we will
Yes. <laughs> we will help others. And that's, that's part of our podcast, like giving back to people and giving these little tips. You're a very helping, caring person. I, I call you the teddy bear, the big teddy bear. He, he's <laughs> that gentle giant kind of guy. And you guys need to get a hold of Tony because Tony is just an amazing person to have in your life. Thank you again, Tony, for coming out today. Thank you, Cindy. I'm honored. Thanks for listening to A Healthier You, Little by Little. Do you have a question about something you heard today? An idea for a topic, perhaps? Or would you like to reach out to Cindy? Send her an email, coachcindylittle at gmail.com or visit her website at healthtowealth.ca. That's health2wealth.ca. Or you can find Cindy on LinkedIn or Facebook as Cindy Little. Once again, thanks for listening.